prophet Joel in the Bible is a prophet who yearns. Oh, how he yearns. He yearns for a time when the people of God will turn our eyes to the truly important things of God and the world, no matter where they are or what era we find ourselves living in. And that's the point of Joel. His lack of identifiable space and time means that any generation can look at Joel and say, that's us. Kind of like listening to Springsteen, once you learn how to yearn and you say, oh, I feel that. It doesn't matter when Springsteen wrote it or recorded it. What matters is that you identify with it. And so, because we don't know when Joel was written, all that matters is that you hear it in the midst of your own walk with God and in the midst of our own walk with God, and we say together, oh, yes, we know what it feels like to yearn. And for Joel, whether he preached before, during, or after the exile, one thing we know for sure is that Joel is telling the people that a change is going to come. Yes, the times, they are a-changing. Whether locusts or fire or people standing around saying, things just ain't what they used to be, Joel weighs into the people with one surefire warning, things are not going to ever stay the same. But then, simultaneously, Joel says right in the middle of the book, which structurally may mean that this is the crux, this is the heart of the matter, and Joel speaks in Joel 2, 12 through 29. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts, not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and relents from punishing. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the aged, gather the children, even infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room, let the bride Leave her canopy. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep. Let them say, Spare your people, O Lord, and do not make your heritage a mockery, a byword among the nations. Why should it be said among the peoples, Where's their God? Then the Lord became jealous for His land and had pity on His people. In response to His people, the Lord said, I am sending you grain, wine, and oil 
and you will be satisfied. And I will make you a mockery among the nations no more. I will remove the northern army far from you and drive it into a parched and desolate land, its front into the eastern sea and its rear into the western sea. Its stench and foul smell will rise up. Surely he has done great things. Do not fear, O soil. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. Do not fear, you animals of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness are green. The tree bears its fruit, the fig tree and the vine give full yield. O children of Zion, be glad and rejoice in the Lord your God, for He has given the early rain for your vindication. He has poured down for you abundant rain, the early and later rain as before. The threshing floor shall be full of grain, the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. I will repay you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army which I sent against you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never again be put to shame. You shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I the Lord am your God and there is no other. And my people shall never again be put to shame. Then afterwards, I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. And your young people shall see visions. Even on the male and female slaves... In those days, I will pour out my Spirit. Did you hear it all? Return to God with all your heart. Fast. Tear your clothes. No, not your clothes. Tear your heart. Give away your possessions, simplify your life from all your distractions and whatever it is that you have to do to quit buying into the empty promises of this world. Return to God with all your heart. Call a solemn assembly and gather the people. There is a time to dance and clap. But sometimes there is a time to mourn. From the newborn nursing babies to the old, 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 gather everyone together. And when we are all together, sit for a moment and listen to the ministers weeping at the altar. Mourn, you mourners. Joel is a reminder that there is a time, no matter how unpopular, to gather at the table and to cry for the world. Because we forget, we stop paying attention for those times when we deserve the ridicule of those who look and say, where's your God? 
You know what happens in that solemn assembly? Listen again to the turning point of Joel that is also the turning point of this morning. 2.18, then the Lord became jealous for His land and had pity on His people. And 2.21, this is a great verse. Do not fear, O soil. Be glad and rejoice for the Lord has done great things. Did you hear that? God is blessing the people and the dirt. God is so mighty that if one day He just up and decides to bless the dirt, so be it. Life is hard, the economy is bad, and Joel sings, Do not fear, you animals of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness are green. You know what the wilderness was during the time of Joel? It's the desert. Rocky, sandy, Dusty, hot, dry desert. And Joel has the audacity in the name of God to stand up and say, Don't worry, animals, because now, because of the work of God, all these dusty pastures, they're as green as can be. Bruce Springsteen's song, The River, reaches a point at the turn in the song when life is hard and the economy is bad, and Bruce ends the song with echoes of Joel's weeping ministers who turn and say that the pastures of the wilderness are green. The last lines in the river. Is a dream a lie if it don't come true, or is it something worse that sends me down to the river, though I know the river is dry? That sends me down to the river tonight, down to the river my baby and I Oh, down to the river we ride. Sometimes you've got to take a ride down to the river and sit by the river and just be quiet. Like the priests of God in Joel who do their obligation at the altar, but they do so in tears. And through their tears, they do not cry out to God, but rather to each other, to the people. And they beg the people to stop giving so much attention to the temporary things of this world. Joel is a blue singer who does not pretend that everything is okay, but in so singing alongside those in tears, the act of singing through our tears is an expression of hope. Even if that hope cries out to God with cries of, How long, O Lord? How long? But even as they cry, Joel and Isaiah and Amos and Muddy Waters, and Bruce Springsteen, and Allison Krauss. They all know what it's like to sing with hope, not with despair. They all call the people down to the river to pray, leading them almost in a chant as they sing together, Good Lord, show me the way. By the way, that song that we know is down in the river to pray, from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, is one of those American folk songs that we have no idea where it came from. We don't know when it was written, kind of like the prophet Joel, that was written to be timeless. Do you know the oldest version that we have of that song is actually from a book published in 1867 called Slave Songs of the United States? 
that it was called in its first version, it was just called the good old way. Oldest version we have goes like this. As I went down in the valley to pray, studying about that good old way, when you shall wear the starry crown, good Lord, show me the way. Oh, mourner, let's go down. Let's go down. Let's go down, oh, mourner, let's go down, down in the valley to pray. So, go. Go down in the green valleys or the brown valleys that are covered in dust. Go. Go down to the flowing rivers or even to the rivers that done dried up. Because in God's creation, the wilderness is green. And the streets of New Jersey and the streets of Houston are turned into green fields where God dries the tears of the mourners because no matter where you go, God is there waiting for you, waiting for us, fulfilling a promise even to a remnant of people who keep saying yes to God, who will never separate us from the love of God that we know in Jesus, even as we mourn. Which is precisely why we need to get in our cars every day and drive right through the asphalt valley, down to the river we ride, down in the river to pray. Even when the valley is really an industrial town on the Jersey Shore, down to the river we ride, down in the river we pray. Or when the valley is a never-ending grid of steel and concrete and red lights in one of the biggest cities in the United States, where we all wish things would occasionally just slow down a little, where we could catch our breath. And so down to the river we ride, down in the river to pray. I can't tell you how many times over the past few weeks I have heard people say, my plate is too full. The other day I was heading downtown, I pulled onto 10 off Chimney Rock, and as I pulled onto 10, I heard my Siri say to me, stay in the left eight lanes. <laughs> stay in the left eight lanes, my Stars and garters, stay in the left eight lanes. No wonder we long for a river. Because even when you are hungry, angry, lonely, and or tired, the promise is there. When the economy tanks and you realize things are not as important as you once thought they were, guess what? The promise of God is still there. And that promise is so real. It's so real. We can almost taste it. That promise. We can almost taste it. You know what that's called? Yearning. Because every once in a while there by the river we catch glimpses of our sons and our daughters prophesying. And we yearn for more. Oh, how we yearn. 
We see old men dreaming dreams, and we yearn for more. We listen to our young people casting vision, and we yearn, 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 and tell them, say more. We want to hear more. Even when the male and female immigrants and dishwashers and construction workers show up in those days, in these days, says the prophet Joel, God is in the business of blessing to the point that God says, I will pour out my spirit. And oh, how we yearn for more when we hear those kind of world-redeeming promises. That's why we long for the new creation. That's why we yearn. We yearn for fulfillment, complete, when all things will be made new. And we are certain with a certain hope for now that in the meantime, nothing can change these promises from God, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Teach me, Lord, to wait right down on my knees Till in your own good time you answer my pleas Teach me not to rely on what others do But to wait in prayer for an answer Teach me, Lord, to wait while hearts are aflame. Let me humble my pride and call on your name. Keep my faith renewed, my eyes on thee. Let me be on this earth what you want to be. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord, Teach me, Lord, to wait.
dwelling in the word, Psalm 103. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. If you are able, please stand as we sing together. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. While we walk the pilgrim pathway, clouds will 